0: This is Comic Shanigans, episode 489, Comic Reviews for the Week of Wednesday, June 21st. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is Episode 489, our Comic Reviews episode, where we take a look at some of the selected releases from the week of Wednesday, June 21st. Uh, This is coming to you on the 29th of June, so for once, um, I'm only eight days after these comics came out, and not like 11 days where I've been lately. Um... I am only talking about a few books this week but I wanted to at least mention that there was a lot of good stuff that did come out on the 21st or at least I'm assuming it's good because I haven't actually had a chance to read it but it looks like good quality stuff and I've heard a lot of good things Uh, those books include Aquaman, uh, Daredevil, Darth Vader, Doctor Strange, Iceman, Invincible Iron Man, Lobo, Roadrunner Special, Man-Thing, Monsters Unleashed, Nick Fury, uh, Nightwing, Uh, Poe Dameron, Royal, Secret Empire Underground, Silver Surfer, Mighty Thor, Ultimates, U.S. Avengers, and Weapons of Mutant Destruction. Um, So let's talk about the books I did get a chance to read. Uh, I only got a chance to read a handful of books. Uh, First up, we've got Darth Maul, issue number four, uh, which I'm feeling like when I read it I must have missed an issue, but at the same time didn't feel like I missed anything, if that makes any sense. Uh, It's written by Colin Bunner, artwork by Luke Ross. It continues to be a really kind of interesting and engaging uh, series. You have uh, Darth Maul and the Padawan, you have all these uh, bounty hunters kind of looking for them. You have uh, Darth Maul kind of uh, working with the Padawan and kind of teaming up to protect themselves even though he just wants to kill her anyway. Um, It's really quite an interesting story and I like that we're getting more depth into the character of Darth Maul who historically uh, doesn't have much. Um, And then, well, I should say I haven't really, never really watched the Clone Wars or Rebels or anything else that he I know he has come back in and I think people have really liked those books, or not those books, those uh, interpretations of the character i'm just speaking of knowing him from episode one which was you know he looks cool but he gets wasted pretty quickly and they never really got a sense to build up his menace uh it's kind of crazy when you look back at you know darth vader had such a presence and he was only in just from that one movie from star wars and then obviously they kept it going uh, but that one movie really sold you whereas uh darth maul you got one movie and it never quite did the same is it because he died Um, Like, if Darth Maul hadn't died, and if he continued to live on throughout episodes two and three, and then died in episode three, uh, would that have meant more to people? Like, would Darth Maul maybe have been able to become more as a villain, um, as opposed to just being a pawn? And maybe that's why, is that when we originally see Star Wars, um, we don't know, like, we don't really know that much about the Emperor, and not in the same way. Like, not that he's a Sith Lord, or none of that stuff is really is there in the original Star Wars. We just have Darth Vader, and he's kind of like, you know, a, a tool for Tarkin, but for the most part, he's still a badass on his own. Um, and then maybe that's why that character kind of resonated and, and was able to become one of the, you know, great villains in, in movie history. Whereas a character like Darth Maul, first of all, in the shadow of Darth Vader, and then also is, is clearly used as a, as a as a tool, as a puppet um, of Darth Sidious in, in a different way. Um and, and, and a much more transparent like he is just the the fist um he's not necessarily a character on his own um anyways i don't know why i've just spent like two minutes uh, opining about uh why we don't love darth maul um i mean he's I, I would say arguably one of the better things from episode one especially the fight sequences and the choreography of it etc anyways i'm gonna stop talking about darth maul in the in the print media Sorry, uh in the actual movies, and talk about this comic. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought the the last page was fantastic where you just have Darth Maul and the Padawan locking eyes Uh, it's interesting I love the look in the eyes that the Padawan has because it's not of anger obviously because she's a Jedi um, and they're definitely kind of playing a stoicism in her look and then you have Darth Maul's look and he's just full of rage and then you both have them both holding their their blades and then they're just about to uh, jump into battle with each other I thought this was immensely gripping Issue um, Because it's kind of simmering that no matter the fact that they're working together, Darth Maul wants the Padawan to die, wants to be able to kill her, wants to be able to exercise his rage. Um, So I thought this was quite entertaining. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, I don't know if we're going to have a repeat of last week where everything got an 8, but it it could happen. Um, So first up, not first up, next up, we have Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man by Chip Zdarsky and Adam Kubert. Um, this was great. Uh, this felt like a, a real breath of fresh air. It was fun. Um, it felt like a, a kind of a return to Spider-Man being Spider-Man being a you know a hero on on the streets. Um, I really liked how uh, Chip Snyder'ski used Ant-Man, uh, Scott Lang, I should say. Um, they kind of bring in a lot of cool elements. You have the idea that the, the Tinkerer's brother is kind of a, a good Tinkerer for for. Um, the heroes and they get to bring in Uatu Jackson as well which is kind of a nice uh, pull from a character that Dan Slott created uh, on his run on Amazing Spider-Man I like seeing you know kind of again the humor um also you know peter doing things and that he kind of would have done before but on a slightly different scale like him going to chicago as opposed to him going somewhere in new york to find someone uh it's still not that different from what peter would typically do and what does he do he ends up standing up his friend in this case uh, human torch uh who's still waiting for him um got a a cool kind of like iron man like knockoff which looks amazing uh by adam kubert it's just is a fantastic visual like when you see that character kind of step out and after he blasts spider Man, it looks fantastic um and i really enjoyed uh i just enjoyed the whole issue and then we have teresa coming back uh the quote-unquote sister um i'm excited that chip is kind of picking these things up like it's so interesting these kind of you know, picking up these breadcrumbs that other people have kind of uh, had in the Spider-Man universe and kind of let fall to the side, and he's actually picking them up and using them. And I, I'm immensely entertained and, and like that. Um, and then there's a backup story, which is a fair bit of fun as well. Um, which is it's kind of it's its own thing. Um, but I'm interested to see kind of what that means and where that's going to go. Um, so th- this was this was fantastic, and I also like the editor notes um, that they used. Um, I thought they were something I missed in comics, and uh, it just it always kind of gave the sense that there's a, a greater world in comics, and uh, I, I like the idea that you almost have like Chip Zdarsky uh, talking with the reader. Um, so I, I just thought this was great. I'm going to actually give it a nine out of ten. I thought it was extremely solid, a great debut. Uh, it felt very fresh. Um, it was just, it was just, and it was just a lot of fun. And you're allowed to have good superhero comics that still have a sense of pathos and still have a severity to them. And there's a great comment here. That I think he even mentioned in our uh, recent episode when he uh, talked with me for. For about three hours about his comic career um, and I think he mentioned the fact that Spider-Man fights a lot of senior citizens and there's actually a comment about that in the book so I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, next up is Spider-Man 2099 number 24 uh, by Peter David and Will Slinney. Uh, this was <laughs> definitely interesting um, having Spider-Man working with Tempest um, to kind of stop this 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 major threat, having the other kind of spider characters of what 2019 there as well, it uh, definitely felt like we were getting the the ending of something big, uh, and then we finally get at the very end a sense of you know who is this other Spider-Man. We find out that it's actually um, Tempest's son. Um, very interesting stuff. Uh, it does feel like it's paying off of threads we've seen throughout. I'm excited to kind of see where we go next, because uh, I feel like, I think this book is ending. I could be wrong, but um, it feels like it's really kind of tied, tidying it up its own story, um, and it has its own kind of internal logic, and uh, I think... If you were to go back and read everything Peter David's written on, on 2099 since he started writing, not this volume, but the volume before, I think it tell, tells uh, one big story. There's some elements he obviously dropped off and didn't end up getting to, to, getting to use for various reasons. Uh, he had a lot of, obviously, storylines with Liz that never really went anywhere. But I think that's more of editorial um, shifts, and obviously with Parker industry is changing and what they ended up using with the time gap for uh, as opposed to anything else. But uh, this is still immensely entertaining, and it still looks great and I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, we got Secret Empire Brave New World number 2. Uh, this is written by... Uh, we got a few stories. you got Birth of Patriot by Rodney Barnes and Juan for you got Hydra Bob in uh, Bob, Agent of Hydra by Fabian Nicieza and Will Robson. And then you have The Invaders Sanctuary Part 2 by Paul Allor and Brian Lovell. Um, I really liked the Patriot story. I thought it was really interesting. Um... Development and I'm excited to kind of see where they go with the character. Uh, so I, I thought that was actually a really kind of cool intro for the character. Uh, Bob I thought was had a, had a very fun and enjoyable story, um, which felt very Bob, uh, and I don't think anyone but Nacessa an could have written it. And then we have San- Sanctuary. Uh, which is a story about basically Toro and uh, Jim Hammond, which I thought was really engaging as well. And I'm kind of excited to see where uh, this story kind of goes. It's an interesting kind of anthology book uh, with a variety of different stories. I'm going to give it an 8. And I think we're in another week where I think everything got an 8 or better. So uh, don't tell my brother-in-law Paul. He'll make fun of me forever. Uh, We've got uh, X-Men Gold, number 6. This is... uh, I love the cover, first of all. You got the old school Sentinels, then you have a Nimrod, then you have the the Prime Sentinels, and then you have this new Sentinel. Very cool kind of cover. Uh, it's by uh, Mark Guggenheim, Guggenheim. oh my goodness, and R.B. Silva. Uh, actually, really like Silva's art here. There were some times where maybe it was uh, not quite as uh, high up on the detail, but it felt a little rushed, but for the most part, I thought it was uh, fairly well uh, illustrated, especially the scenes uh, where Rachel's kind of confronted by all, all the kind of people in her past. Um, I thought But these were most definitely uh, the strongest scenes in the book. Um, Those characters looked fantastic. Uh, I like that Rachel's kind of dealing with a lot of different things and uh, is finally kind of able to uh, go up against the main threat. Um, This kind of Sentinel and and stop the Sentinel. Uh, Great kind of action and fight sequences in the background, as well as, again, these more character-centric moments with Rachel and her family. Um, Big surprise. I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, I apparently have just been reading a lot of good books. I mean, what can I say? Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about a variety of different books. Uh, I know for sure, because I've already read them, that I'll be talking about Amazing Spider-Man, Ben Reilly, Scarlet Spider-Man, and Infamous Iron Man. Um, some other are selected highlights that have come out. I've heard a lot of good things, so I'm going to try and get a chance to read it. It's Batman, the Elmer Fudd Special, uh, new issues of Action Comics, Old New Gardens of the Galaxy, uh, Batman and Shadow, uh, Batman Beyond, Black Panther, Blue Beetle, Cable, uh, Defenders... Uh, Detective Comics, Edge of Venomverse uh, started. Uh, We've got I Am Groot, uh, Jonah Hacks, Yosemite Sam, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Occupy Avengers, new issue of Secret Empire, uh, a bunch of different Star Wars branded books. There's Droids Unplugged, Poe Dameron, and Dr. Aphra. Uh, there's the 25th issue of The Flash, which I've heard various different things about. We have the, I have the Punisher book, which I almost thought it was over. Um, although maybe it's ending now. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm excited to read that because uh, I have been enjoying that, re- that run on The Punisher. Uh, new issues of Totally Awesome Hulk, Wonder Woman, and X-Men Blue. It's like every other week, you have an X-Men book to read, X-Men Gold or Blue. Which is kind of nice, uh, since they're both coming out twice a, a month, that they kind of alternate with each other. Uh, anyways, that is our episode for this week. You can email me at comicshenegans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Our next episode, episode 490, will be our uh, conversation with Graham Nolan, the uh, co-creator of Bane and current uh, illustrator on uh, Bane Conquest. Uh, We talked about his career in comics, his influences, his, uh, his long run of detective comics and various other projects he's worked on over the years it was kind of, a, I won't say it's kind of, it was a very enjoyable and entertaining conversation and I definitely recommend you check that out, uh, that'll be episode 490, episode 492 will be our uh, spotlight on Spider-Man Homecoming, 494 is going to be our spotlight on uh, I believe War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh then after that I'm working on scheduling, because I know we're going to have episodes coming up with Mike Martz, uh, Justin Ponser, although that might be after episode 500, uh, we're going to have an issue, sort of an episode, um, uh, with a, uh, there's a few other creators, now Now it's unfortunately uh, slipping my mind, but there's some great stuff coming up, and uh, I just recently realized I really have to start scheduling things for after 500, because for a while I was so well scheduled and I knew kind of where I was going to be up till episode 500, and now I'm like, oh man. When episode 500 comes, I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards, so I'll have to figure that out. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode, um, and we will catch you next time with another great episode of Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye.